I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with some Tea Time faves. Yeah. Um, that's right. It's January still, and it's the vow this week, which I know everyone's <laughs> excited for. And we're also going to be talking about the meteoric rise of Wordle. Someone explain it. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but first, Tea Time is checking in with our faves, like Amelia said. Actually, a lot of news came out this week. Shall we discuss, Kate? Let's do it. This is maybe a broad definition of a Tea Time fave, but they're a Tea Time regular. This is, of course, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, who are now engaged. Huge news. Thank Huge. you to them for doing this before we recorded this week. They are, listen, I know that people are out on them, but I have to say <laughs> I'm still entertained. And as long as I'm entertained sure. by their relatively harmless brand of weirdness, uh, I think I'm in, you guys. I'm sorry. But they have given us so much content. They're going to continue giving us so much content. Their engagement post was so weird. Uh, so they they did it <laughs> underneath this like banyan tree that they met under. Megan Fox's caption was like, in July of 2020, we sat under this banyan tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in a short, frenetic period of time. 
blah, 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 blah. Having walked through hell together a year and a half later, I'm like, what hell did you walk through? I anyway, was just going to say. I missed okay. that. It was it just the global pandemic that the entire world is facing. Maybe. Um, anyway, he asked her to marry him under this tree. And she said, and just as in every lifetime before this one, and as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said, yes. And then we drank each other's blood. <laughs> Sweet. Wait, really? Yeah. What? Natural, <laughs> natural oh. progression of events there. Um, like, his okay. post was equally strange. Uh, he talked about like the ring design, like the emerald, her birthstone, diamond, his birthstone, which I'm like, okay, okay imagine if like his birthstone was something like really, like a really ugly color and her birth, her ring ended up being like, I don't know, pink and green. Uh, her, um, her birth, her, <laughs> that ring is ugly. So you don't even have ugly. to imagine. Yeah. That ring is really popular now. The two diamonds that are kind of facing and we're not to give Dalton Gomez credit, but I do <laughs> feel like Ariana Grande's ring with the pearl from her family and the diamond. Yeah. We're one of the first times I don't I mind an unconventional yeah. engagement ring. I like a, a different kind of stone. <laughs> This to me so was ugly as well. Brother. I also agree. It's got the or- the green emerald on one side, the diamond. On- they're like, it's sort of. I don't know. They look. I agree. I'm not. I'm not a fan of this one. It um, looks cheap and tacky. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amelia I'm sorry. Is out, is out on these two. It's so ugly. I have to say. Also, they they filmed a video of the engagement, but people are calling it like a Sims video because there's like <laughs> the background noise is like these frogs chirping, and it's like all these different angles. And it's just Frogs them. Chirping. It's huh. very strange. The vibes are very weird. But again, I just I can't wait for the strange chaos that they will bring us uh, in the future. I just I find them very entertaining. Still, I'm sorry. This sure. engagement is not back to back with Courtney and Travis, but it's pretty close. Who it's pretty was close. it? Kaya, who was like, do you think that they're pissed? And a couple months have gone by. Yeah. But these weddings are going to be close together. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Double yeah. Wedding. I I think the the thing that will make me like just fully go out on them outside of any sort of like true issues uh, will be if they like get a reality show or something. You know, I'm like, I don't need that much of you. Like, I don't need you to turn this relationship into like a Chrissy Teigen, John Legend. Everyone talks about that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't want that. I just want like the occasional annoying Instagram posts, like the occasional weird interview. Like that's what I'm here for. Yeah. And you got Um, it. Okay. So that's what I'm manifesting Mm -hmm. from them for the rest of this year. Uh, on sort of the opposite end of the relationship spectrum, this isn't really a tea time fave, but we do like them and it just happens. We have to talk about it. Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet have split up after 16 oh, years yeah. together and global sexiness metrics really taken a hit. Mm. Um, really sad. They have two kids together. They were just like a really good couple. Uh, yeah, they were. Yeah. Just like funky and like kind of grimy, but like in a sexy way. <laughs> also, they felt very spiritually connected. Yes. Like they were connected on a level I could never aspire yeah. to be. And if they can't make it, I know who can. I know. I'm also very curious to see who they date after this. I'm like, who do who do you follow Lisa Bonet with, and who do you follow Jace Momoa with? Like. It's just wild. Also, I have to shout out uh, Lenny Kravitz tweeted this morning and people are really reading into it. <laughs> he <laughs> tweeted a picture of himself, you know, a classic Lenny Lenny glamour shot where he's like his shirt's open and he's holding a guitar and he's looking soulful. And he tweeted and said, I am thankful for this new day of life. It's a gift from God. And for that, I am grateful. And people on Twitter just having a heyday with this one. <laughs> um, maybe she'll go back to Lenny. Who knows? You know, okay. he's vibing. He's like vibing on his farm wherever he lives. Oh, right. Like Brazil um, or something. Yeah, like riding his horses shirtless, like hair rippling in this in the wind. Like okay. I that's fine. I want that for her. Um <laughs> I just don't see them back. Yeah, yet, I don't but. think so either. But uh people on Twitter are optimistic about that. So I guess we'll see. 
But yeah, you know, um, I wouldn't say love is dead, but, you know, sex appeal is dead for today. All right. One more uh, of my faves. The classic W Magazine covers are out for this year. They've had just an elite run, by which I mean quite bad. Uh, (laughs) Last year's, they do the Oscar covers every year, Mm. um, this time of year, where they do the nominees or like people who are really in the conversation. Last year was the sort of infamous street shots where uh, I don't want to call it the photographer, but he photographed them just like next to cars on like Fairfax. Um, like next, it was like James Corden sitting on a folding chair next to a dumpster. And it was like, we, there was That's no editing fitting, in sight. Yeah. Um, and they just were absolutely like meme to death on social media. So this year they went a little more high profile, a little more over the top, a little more in studio. Okay. And a majority of the covers are this very sort of whimsical, like Wes Anderson, bright yellow, floral, um, mm. kind of like 60s vibe. We've got Kate Blanchett, mm. Kristen Stewart, Benedict Cumberbatch. They're all in these like silly yellow outfits, like very like kapow, which, you mm-hmm. know, it's a magazine cover. It's a photo shoot. That's fine. But then two participants uh, said respectfully no <laughs> to that theme, <laughs> which then makes the others look much more ridiculous in comparison. Like, you know, it's like a a fancy dress or like a dress up party is fun until one person doesn't do it. And then it's like, Oh, the rest of us look ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, so thank you to Adam driver and Denzel Washington for, (laughs) uh, as Kyle Buchanan put it on Twitter, asking for and receiving a medical exemption. (laughs) They are, it's like a LinkedIn headshot. They're standing there or sitting there in black suits next to all of these absurd over the top photo shoots. And, it's just hilarious. Mm. W Magazine has just had an incredible mm. run um, of just meme-worthy covers. And I hope they never stop. I hope they never, like, give us anything actually good ever again. Agreed. Agreed. Um, okay. They just lean into, like, something being off every Why year. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So that. really great stuff uh, from Adam and Denzel, who just yeah. said no. No. Thank they you, but no. no. Sorry. Yeah. Not doing mm-hmm. it. Nope. <laughs> and we okay. have to stand. Okay. Sorry. We do. Um, <laughs> we do. What else? Um, okay, I I know someone else put this in here and they tagged it in my color, but honestly, I all I have to say is that I've known this for years. <laughs> ben Affleck <laughs> is hot and successful, <laughs> and finally, people are getting on the bandwagon. So, Kaya, Kate, you want to say it? any yeah. words? Yeah, it's listen. So I put this in here and I tagged it as you, just because I was like, Amelia deserves a victory lap because for years now. We have been talking about Ben Affleck on this godforsaken podcast, <laughs> and it's been Amelia alone being like, "I That's love right. him. I stand. Mm-hmm. He is like an extremely handsome man, and I don't care what he actually looks like in this current moment." And I will say, for me, it was a couple weeks ago. Ben Affleck went on the Bill Simmons podcast, and I clicked open the Zoom video. You did uh, to give it a little look, be like, "How'd this go?" Before I think before it went up. And I texted the tea time chat and I was like, what the fuck? This man, first of all, no one has ever looked good. Just like on a zoom video, Mm -hmm, you should never be able to like pause a zoom video at any frame and have anyone looking normal or good or attractive. And I could not find a single frame of this interview where Ben Affleck looked bad. He (laughs) looked so good in this interview. I'm not just plugging Bill's interview, but you guys should watch it because he (laughs) looks really good. Uh, And I just couldn't get over it. I was like, what has JLo done to this man? His glow up is astonishing. It's astonishing. Yeah. Um, Kaya, any words? Any words on the EW cover that you posted? Just shock and awe. 
And I, I just want to give all the credit to JLo and none of the credit to Ben. It's true. Okay. Yes. Well, I yeah, mean, clearly, true. yeah, she's doing something right in his life. But yeah, Kaya shared this EW cover in Slack this week and was like, I'm sorry, this is so attractive. I forget what she said. It was something along those lines. And I was like, it is. And I'm sorry it to is. Amelia, but yeah, props well, to you okay. for being here for years Thanks. because you, know, you were so right. I've been waiting. What? Yeah. This run has lasted longer than I thought. Like the first time they appeared as slubs, like, go Amelia, this is a win for you. And it you. has continued to be for months and months on yes. end. So I want to applaud you for that as well. Yes. Thank it's you. It's a winning streak for Amelia. Thanks. Because people really doubted. They're like, well, this they're not going to be together for very long. I think I, yeah. I did a podcast with Amanda Dobbins. Love her. But she definitely said this is not, this isn't lasting long. And I was like, I don't Receipts, think so. Receipts, Amelia. It, I love it. It's going to be forever. <laughs> and yeah, even my dad said, he was like, you know, I watched that Tender Bar movie. You know who's really great in that that Ben Affleck guy he's a very good looking man and I was he's like he's one over he the parents is. I mean yeah. what more what more do you want exactly um, thank you anyway I'm I'm also I in, I'm in I get it he Thanks. looks incredible uh, yeah he does and I'm happy for you thank you yeah well I appreciate that um on to other wins Miley Cyrus has a new boyfriend which is not a win for me because I don't know this man and I wish that <laughs> she would get back together with Liam Hemsworth but mm. um mm. it's uh, someone new and someone I've never heard of his name is Max Mirando and he is a drummer for an LA based rock band named Lily and then I according to us weekly before that he was part of a band called The Regrets Mm. Hadn't heard of either of those two, but this no. has been swirling around for actually like a really long time. From last fall, I was hearing about it to think over the summer they might have been spotted. Now it's really in my face in the month of January and people are like, they're official. Although, holding out some hope, they are not Instagram official yet. So mm. as, once that happens, I will uh, take this into consideration. But yeah, they're... Uh, she's like <laughs> uh, speaking of a hot streak on a hot streak and I don't know much about this man so maybe he's amazing but Liam Hemsworth is right there in Australia actually also with a girlfriend so they're both like happily divorced <laughs> right and, like, there in Australia <laughs> across the world <laughs> um, but yes that's the news of the week is like everyone I don't know why this got picked up but everyone is reporting on her new boyfriend so right. we'll see Fair where enough. this goes exciting Lastly, this is just a plea. And if you guys go back to old episodes, I make it every single year and have not won out. Granted, we've been in a pandemic, but this goes way back. This is my plea to Kate Hallowell to come to Coachella because some person that she likes vaguely is there. However, this year I have a fighting shot because Harry Styles is confirmed to go and perform. And if there's going to be well, there's a couple. I can think of maybe two or three people that would get her to go. This is up there. This is like real stuff. Kate, comment, thoughts? <sighs> yeah. I have been struggling over this uh, for the past day. So love her styles. It, I would, you know, anywhere in LA, I would be like, I will go see Harry Styles. However, and also another part of this is Rina Sawayama, who I also absolutely love, has never announced an L.A. tour date. And she's also playing Coachella, although her her font on this print is so small. I was like, mm. why is she so small? She's legitimately famous. That's rude. Um, I also love Billie Eilish. She was like yeah. my second top played artist last year on Spotify. So like in theory, this would be the year that I would go. However, I just the festival life is just not for me. I love to sit. I, I love to be inside. I love to have a confirmed place where I can pee. And I just don't think I can do it. I just hate standing. I hate being outside for prolonged periods of time and waiting. Mm. Um, I, I, I am like thinking about it, but I just don't really? think I can do it. I don't, 
I and like several people I know are like, can we do this for Harry? And I just don't know if I can. <laughs> you have shut me down so much faster in years past. So I, this is actually difficult. a glimmer it's of hope. It's difficult for, for me. Myself. And also, you know, it's like the big return. It's like exactly. outside, which is like sort of like as safe as like a concert can be right now to an extent. Sure. Obviously, like not to be like Coachella is safe, but you know, it's outside. Um, right. And, you know, I'm like, it's the return of concerts. Like yeah. nature is healing. Right. Go yeah. get it, Kate. Like live your life. But yeah. I just... I just, I just don't it's know. I think also, I would go and I would regret it. I think I would be like, I could yeah. be sitting at home in my bed watching the live stream. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's really easy to lose people. I feel like every time I've gone to a <laughs> concert, I either get lost or I know someone else who gets lost. And it's just like, but yeah. Kate has the height advantage, maybe less, <laughs> oh, less okay, common. Sure. She could yeah, scan those crowds. We can both scan. But the only yeah. way I would ever try to do it is if like I could get like a press pass and there was like a press section oh, where I could nice. like go sit down. Like, oh, excuse I wouldn't want to like, okay. I w- could not rough it. I just like could not do it. Well, Kate, you saw how many tries it took for you to get a single Harry Styles concert ticket. I know, seriously. I don't know if press tickets would be easier. I know, extremely uh, yeah. The the odds are low, but yeah, never say never. (laughs) Yeah, they scrapped, they completely redid it this week. They've like re-announced all these people. Mm -hmm. It's Harry Styles, Billie Eilish, and Kanye West now are the three headliners. So, okay, we're tabling it, but know that I'm going to be thinking about it for you. I appreciate your uh, investment in my Coachella journey. This is not over. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reels always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit Jiffy Lube. 
Bluehost.com. Next category, I believe, oh, you know what? It's all this week in social media and then one not worth the tea and potentially an Amelia rant. So we're going to start with social media. Honestly, that's like the food pyramid of tea time. (laughs) This week in social media, one not worth the tea and an Amelia rant. That's all you need. Yes. Um, All right. First up is Martha Stewart on Instagram. We love talking about her. And she's just really a joy to follow. She posted a photo of her this week of her and Pete Davidson and Anthony from Queer Mm -hmm. Eye. And this is her caption. And just know that every name is like at this person. Okay. But it's kind of annoying to read that like that. So Mm -hmm. never know who you'll bump into at Nobu restaurants, Nobu Malibu, Pete Davidson having dinner with friends. Also no punctuation anywhere. Having dinner with friends should be a period there, but no, no, not Kim Kardashian, Anthony with And then she starts tagging a whole lot of people out West for Puppy Bowl 2021 and the Ellen Show taping. Busy, busy, but never too busy for good food and friends. Remember, Pete Davidson was one of my fellow roasters on the Justin Bieber roast a few years back. Now he is on NBC SNL and in some very funny movies. Cute guy with painted fingernails. Anthony is a new season (laughs) of Queer Eye. Okay. Wow. It sounded bad as I said it. It is even worse (laughs) written out, if you can believe it. Some punctuation, a lot of tags, then some not. A lot of hashtags, like hashtag the Justin Bieber roast. Like, and it's a really nice photo, the three of them. But It's such like a grandma Instagram where it's like, these are my grandsons that I haven't seen in two years. Here's what they're up to. And like, it's the Christmas card from your grandparents. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like their achievements. Yeah, it's off to college this year studying finance. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Uh, It's chaotic, but I appreciate it. And she can pull it because she's Martha Stewart and can take a photo with anyone. But yeah, she's wild. I just think it's so funny that like she's had like a weird relationship with Anthony on Instagram because you remember when he like posted something from her place and she's like, you didn't even tag me, Anthony. And he was like, I'm sorry. Oh my God, you're right. She's odd on social media. I actually (laughs) don't. I don't understand. Oh God, I Um, love her. Okay, also really weird, you guys. I'm worried about Reese Witherspoon. (laughs) Something's happened to her social media. Okay, Reese Witherspoon, we've actually talked about our social media also in the past. It's a lot of Hello Sunshine book clubs. And mm. this is my French bulldog named Henry and he snores. Okay, <laughs> so it's, that's the vibe of both her Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. But this week, something ominous. I thought she got hacked and it's been days and no one said anything. So she's not hacked. She said, in the near future, every person will have a parallel digital identity. Avatars, crypto wallets, digital goods will be the norm. Are you planning for this? Okay. Reese. Oh, it had God. a scary tone. Am I right? Or am I reading yeah. this weird? No, it has that's a scary tone. Really scary. It got 15,000 quote tweets and 50,000 likes. I think everyone was a little alarmed. They were like, Reese, are you okay? <laughs> it just was very serious in comparison, especially days before she posted this other thing about daily habits. Hold on, I'm pulling this up. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) Let's talk about your daily habits. Are there any that have improved your daily life? Here are some I'm working towards. Start the day with a big glass of water. Get 10 minutes of outdoor light. Spend 30 to 60 minutes reading without distraction every day in bed by 10 p.m. The difference between the two of these is (laughs) alarming. Do you guys have thoughts? It's really something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I feel like celebrities like are just like tinfoil hatting more than we realize sure. and are really gullible. Uh, oh. And so maybe she got sucked into like she was at book club and 
some she mom was, was like, have you heard about the digital identity crisis uh -oh. that's coming for all of us? And uh -oh. she was like, the world needs to know. Uh, but yeah, I don't, it's a weird vibe from her for sure. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she saw the comment from Ina Garten. Right. Yeah. Where it was like, yes, yes. I can't That's do next, these actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, so next on the outline in response to Reese's, uh, sort of like, these are habits to take into the new year. Uh, Ina Garten just absolutely stole her thunder and commented on, on her Instagram post and said, that sounds great, but I'm probably not doing any of these things. LOL. My formula is easier to follow. Number one, drink more large cosmos. Number two, stay up late watching addictive streaming series. Number three, stay in bed in the morning playing Sudoku instead of reading a good book, which I'm like, okay, that still helps the brain, but I understand what you're trying to do here, <laughs> Ina. Uh, number four, spend more time safely with the people you love. In a pandemic, I do what I can. Heart emoji. I was like, Ina, wow. you're the best. So people were like, you know, tweeting about it, being like, you know, Ina Garten just absolutely destroyed Reese Witherspoon's uh, attempt at bettering yourself. Ooh. Very relatable. Great tips. And yeah, thank you, Ina. Just another like Martha Stewart-esque queen just ruling Instagram <sighs> always. I feel like everyone wants to be viral. I don't know if that's so <laughs> similar. I'm like, Ina Garten, sure. really? Are you doing that <laughs> now of all like <laughs> random times? Yeah, I do appreciate exactly. her stealing Reese's Thunder specifically. Uh, just yeah. something about like, actually, no, thank you. But no, do you think um, Reese was pissed yeah. off? Like she saw that and she was like, fuck Ina Garten. That Probably. Bitch. Is Probably. it Ina or Ina? Was I saying it wrong? Is it Ina Garten? <sighs> I, I, I don't, maybe it is. I don't know. I've heard I both. I have actually no idea. My mom has like 4,000 cookbooks from right. her and I still don't Fair know. Fair enough. Well, she's the Fair best. Contessa. And I, yeah. uh, I appreciate her her uh, advice and I will be trying to follow it. Maybe not the Sudoku part. I'll just sleep. Sure. <laughs> um, next um, one. Another just messy, uh, you know, middle-aged female celebrities on social media. Just some really great arguments this week for like getting your grandparents on social media because <laughs> mm. who knows what they'll do. Uh, Susan Sarandon and Deborah Messing have been feuding for years. Uh, they, I think in the, the midst of the election, Following like the 2017 election, they like had some political differences. I don't know why they specifically are always uh, feuding on social media, but they are. They really are. So, and it's so annoying. This week, uh, Jingle Ghost on Twitter tweeted Deborah Messing's entire group DM of celebrity dipshits and HuffPo hangers on just working themselves into a hateful froth six times a week, trying to bring down Sarandon like the League of Polluters, trying to bring down Captain Planet. Which I was like, that has so many layers to it. I <laughs> yeah. uh, am amazed. However, another layer, Susan Sarandon uh, quote tweeted this, found this somehow, quote tweeted it and said, I have been told about this DM group a few times. So now I'm curious. Anyone have screenshots? Who's in it? So Susan Sarandon like tried to weaponize her followers <laughs> to expose <laughs> Deborah Messing's celebrity group chat of people who <laughs> oh, I guess want to want to bring Susan Sarandon down uh, from the top. And now I'm like, I also need to know who's in this. I <laughs> also need screenshots. What are they like? Are they on, on a text thread? Is it Slack? Is it Twitter? Like, where does this happen? What is this? Maybe it's an urban legend. Maybe it doesn't exist. But like, I need to know more. So uh, so far, no one seems to have come up with anything, but I would so love are you to know. Also weaponizing do. the Tea Time so listeners to try yes. to dig up. Deborah. If okay. anyone is in Deborah Messing's group chat, uh, please expose her. And but yeah, there was also this like conspiracy theory around 
the I Love Lucy biopic where oh God, what? people were commenting, being like, Deborah Messing should do this. Um, I wish Deborah Messing was in this. And people were like, is Deborah Messing behind this? Like, is she, <laughs> has she created an army of bots to try to create this like public campaign for her to star in this? Because no one actually <laughs> thinks this. No one's like, actually, Deborah Messing is a better actress than Nicole Kidman. Like, no one has ever said that. Uh, True. So there's True. just like, a lot of conspiracy theories about like how she manages her public uh image and listen i, just, I don't want another christy carlson romano on our hands i don't want deborah messing <laughs> yeah i'm <laughs> trying to take down you better shut up right now fair enough fair enough yeah oh, don't no one tweet God. about her so she'll, she'll look up her name keep this between us yeah. The listeners. God. yeah okay next God. one Yes. Wow. Where to begin on this one? Um, <laughs> it's like two people, like two people I don't care about. And one person that I like think is fine. Um, what is going on with Charlie Puth and Benny Blanco over on uh, TikTok? Because the singer Charlie Puth has a very active TikTok account. And he it's actually it's it's very like hokey. And like he gives behind the scenes on his recording process. And he has like little fun facts about music. And he also has like he's grown out his hair and it, it's great. <laughs> I mean, his hair looks great, but it's also like he knows what he's doing. You know, he's right. Like, it's it's somehow still annoying. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like it's in my face. And you're like, all right. Um, <laughs> okay. And then for some reason, Benny Blanco, who is a songwriter and producer, uh, and you might know some of the, I mean, he's worked with a load of people. Like he did Katy Perry's Teenage Dream, Kesha's TikTok, Rihanna's Diamonds, Justin Bieber's Love Yourself, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, he has decided to wage a war on Charlie Puth where he just duets or stitches with Charlie's videos and makes fun of him and like, like straight up bullies this guy. So the videos usually go something like Charlie says he has an inspiration for a song and he will say like, what if a song goes like this? And then he, I don't know, flicks on a light and puts yeah, together. No, you're doing some, good. Yeah. Oh, that's thank what you. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the vibe. Uh, yeah. yeah. And where he, it's just like him messing around with the beat. And then Benny will come in and stitch with his own recording that is usually this like front facing camera at an unflattering angle. He's oh. usually in bed and he's mocking Charlie with something like, what if you shut the fuck up and deleted your music <laughs> off of Spotify forever? That's so accurate. <laughs> it's wild. So, and then if you go to Benny's feed, I would say at least, at least 25% of the videos over there are devoted to making fun of Charlie. What the hell is this? <laughs> okay. okay. So, Amelia. So, Amelia introduced this to me. And first I was like, without really seeing them, I was like, Charlie Puth, extremely bullyable guy. Like, I get it. This is a good bit. Like, <laughs> dedicating your life to just, like, you clowning on Charlie Pooch. Really yeah. funny. Uh, you know, he did that thing, like, a couple years ago where he, like, told his driver, like, I'm hungies. And, like, it's just the Ooh. internet just, like, Ooh, loves to make fun of Charlie Pooth. Okay, I think it's funny. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Easy to make fun of However, him. then I actually started watching these videos. And Benny is so bad at it. And he's so aggressive. He's and he's really not aggressive. funny. Like yeah. literally the whole time he's like, kill yourself, Charlie Puth. And I'm like, you could be doing this in such a funnier way. You know, like he's he's so easy to make fun of. He's Charlie Puth. Like it's the fact that you can't come up with a legitimate joke for any of this. Right. 
is yeah, genuinely, like genuinely like what is the tone of these videos it's like, actually no, it's, it really is like bullying like it actually is not funny and it's just like being mean for no reason he like and, mocks him and he's like oh what if you did this well what if you killed yourself and your parents never had you and you're like oh my god I know it's such a, like an unnecessary tone that now I'm actually team Charlie like I was like I <laughs> yeah. right. actually feel like I need to protect him now because this is not it's not and it's not not funny because it's like harmful. Like it's literally just actively not it's just entertaining. Like not funny. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's just him ranting and yelling at Charlie yeah. for no reason. And what's weird is like Charlie made a video back in November saying that these videos were funny at first. And then he was like, I don't know why you've been doing this. It, it really hurts my feelings. I look up to you. And what's weird is that these videos have been going on for months. And even there's even a video from August 11th of last year, where it looks like, and this is from Benny, Benny's in the studio with Charlie while Charlie is recording a response to a video Benny posted. So it's like, what is the truth? Are you guys, is this a marketing scheme? What's going on here? Are you going to do a collab? He would have to be better at it. Like it's, he's just so bad at making fun of him to me that I'm like, I don't, I just don't understand. But you said Billie Billie Eilish also just came to Charlie Puth's defense, right? Right. And she was like, so she stitched a video too. And she's like, uh, she's like, what do you do all day, Benny? The same thing, literally the same thing. And then Charlie commented on the TikTok saying, thank you. It was just like a simple, thank you. Yeah. The vibes are just really weird. (laughs) And then, and then the Chicago Bulls official mascot, Benny the Bull (laughs) has a TikTok (laughs) and he commented, sure. I make TikToks all day and go to Bulls games mostly. Oh, you meant the other one. Oh, brands get out of here. Yeah. Not with the brands. Nope. Okay. So just, yeah, this has to stop. All of it has to stop. The execution is not there. I'm not entertained. It's not. It's very strange. If this turns out to be for a song, I'm going to kill someone. (laughs) (laughs) We will will start bullying Charlie Puth collectively then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Definitely. Yeah. This isn't. It's not working out as it stands. Okay. Uh, Last one. Amelia, you have some words to say. Yes. I'll make this quick. But um, so for some reason which I'm guessing is like just views and ad money, whatever, whatever. ABC's Good Morning America and their Nightline show decided to send Juju Chang to interview none other than Jamie Lynn Spears, sister Britney Spears, in anticipation of her memoir, which do not buy it. I guarantee all the best parts will leak online. So don't buy it. And in this interview, she talks about her pregnancy, which it's like, honestly, no one cares about that anymore. Sorry. Like that happened, what, 15 years ago? Who cares? Sorry. I mean, like, I'm glad that you (laughs) sorted that out, but like, I don't care. Yeah, it's been Um, a long time. Yeah. And then she talks like she talks about her family. She talks about her abusive father, which is like, that is sad. That's and she doesn't deserve that. But then she talks about Britney, of course. And she's asked, like, how did you feel when the conservatorship was dissolved? And she says something like, I didn't understand it at the time it was put in place. I was 17. I was about to have a baby. And I just I understand just as little about it then as I do now. And It's like, bitch, you didn't think about Googling it. Like in the 13 years that you were asking about what's a conservatorship that's happening to your sister, you didn't think for a second 
to Google it. Like, of course, which is to say she knows exactly what this conservatorship was. Right. And she's a liar. She's just she's like, I never benefited from any of it. And it's like, no, that's not true. There are receipts yeah. of you benefiting from it, like taking money out of Britney's kids accounts and being in charge of uh, certain uh, financial accounts and then using like her condo in Destin, Florida. And it's just like you're a, you are a liar and you're really bad at lying, too. Like you're just a liar. And then she claims that she set up ways, quote unquote, to help Britney get out of her conservatorship. She was like, I got her the contact she needed. And it's like you literally said you didn't even know what a conservatorship is, you freaking liar. So why are you lying? Is it which way is it? You liar. You are a liar. You liar. You lie. <laughs> That's like the- that. Sorry. You have the vibe of that Chloe on the phone. <laughs> yes. Liar. Liar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just, she is so. Oh, my God. She makes me so angry. And then she did. Oh, she also said this. She's like, I did take the steps to help. But how many times do I have to take the steps? You know, she has to walk through the door. Are you? Oh my, oh my god. god! This god. bitch is so dumb. The also, audacity. The audacity. Truly, had given one crumb to support any of the things. Like, but she had. I mean, Brittany's been very clear in that her entire family was exactly. like a part of this problem, including her. Like, very clearly, her. Yeah. So it's just hundred yeah. percent. And she's like profiting off of this. And again, she's doing this so she can sell her copies of her exactly. stupid book. Also, right. memoir book that nobody wants. I should have said. And it's oh, just, God. oh, that makes like, me so that's mad. so tone deaf. And it's also, she's wearing a suit that's like five times too big. And it's just like, maybe get it tailored before you sit down on <laughs> national TV. Okay, Get her, Amelia. Get her. <laughs> just like, oh, I hate her. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. No, that that was actually more reined in than I thought you were going to be. Very eloquently said, honestly. <laughs> yes, great I, stuff. I liked what you just said liar 10 times. Okay, let's yep. do cringe mode. We're cleansing the vibe. It's January. Sort of. it's, it's national, um, I don't know what month of Channing Tatum. And we are on week two of January. And this week we're covering The Vow. Um, Kate, you want to do the plot? A little info on this movie? Yes. And then I know Amelia has a few words uh, on Channing Tatum. Uh, really quick. The Vow is was kind of like at the height of like Channing Tatum mania, like leading oh. man Channing Tatum. Yeah. And in The Vow, uh, starring Channing Tatum and Rachel McAdams, they it's based on a true story, which we will talk about later. Uh, and they're a married couple. They're very in love. And they get into a car accident. And Rachel McAdams' character uh, goes through the windshield uh, has a traumatic brain injury and gets amnesia where she forgets basically everything to at, at some point when she was in college um, mm-hmm. and just like is fine essentially other than that. So her parents come back into her life. She hasn't you know been in touch with them for a long time, but she doesn't really know why Channing doesn't really tell her. He's just like this random guy that's like trying to convince her that he's her husband and like she loves him, but she's like, I don't know you. This doesn't seem like me. And so the whole movie basically is her trying to get her memory back, trying to understand, you know, where she's, where she stands in this relationship with her family and with Channing Tatum. He's like trying, basically trying to make her fall back in love with him again, which actually has some very sweet moments in my opinion. Mm. Um, and at the end of the movie, uh, she finds out that her, her dad had had an affair with one of her college friends. Um, right. and that was why she had stopped talking to them. And she had sort of gone through this personality change. She went to art school instead of law school. And basically she decides to like start dating her husband again sort of begins relationship anew. 
Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I had seen this movie before and I did not like it the first time I saw it. So I had very low expectations for this. Actually, I have to say, kind of enjoyed it. Uh, this time we'll get into that mm. in a moment. Uh, but I know, Amelia, you have some thoughts about Respectful King Channing Tatum. I do, because I talked to noted fellow listener of this podcast. She's awesome. She is an icon. Maria Lewis. Uh, her handle, if you want to follow her, is Maria. I think it's two underscores Lewis. She's great. She's Australian. I love her voice. Anyway, um, <laughs> she was so kind to allow me to share this with everyone. So Channing was over in Australia doing the Magic Mike Press Tour in 2015. And happenstance, they were both at the same hotel, which is Rihanna's favorite hotel, I guess, when she's in oh, Australia. In it's amazing. Yes. And um, Maria has this incredible sleeve tattoo of uh, pop culture figures. And oh I guess gosh. Channing noticed that she had a gambit tattoo and asked her if he, she had a spare 15 minutes. So he's like, OK, wait here. And then she was like, what is going to happen? He is a powerful movie star and I am but a woman, you know, and like it can be scary. Like that's yeah. scary, yeah. you know? And so he's like, okay, come in here. And she was like, I, I don't want, ah. so she like stuck her head in and he was just like, oh my God, you have a gambit tattoo. That's sick. Like apparently those were his actual words to her, which seems very like Channing uh-huh. Tatum. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And this is when he was going to be in a solo gambit right. film. Do you remember that? Yeah. Which yes. never Never Unfortunately happened. Unfortunately happened. Yeah. But then he, so he invites her in and, he, and I guess Joe Manganiello was there because it was the Magic <laughs> Press Tour. Oh my God. And he was just on the side. She said that he was wearing a ring on every single finger, which is incredible. Oh, that's a great um, detail. detail. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but he was like, oh, I love that you're, you have a tattoo. Can I get a picture of the tattoo? And he was really cool. And then he started showing her sleight of hand magic tricks that he knew. because Wow. For, because Gambit for, does the cards <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> which is incredible. And then he invited her to stay for lunch and they just like had a lovely lunch and talked about Gambit. What a story. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That's incredible. Isn't that wow. cool? Like, what a great guy. I just, what a nice man. He seems like a great hang. <laughs> this is why we he do really January. Does. This is what we do. So true. Wow. So shout out to her. Yeah. And her Channing Tatum story. Wow. Yeah. So thank good. you, Maria. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Love it. All right, let's keep the good vibes up. Let's do highlights. We have a couple. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, Amelia. Um, you know, unlike Step Up, I think Channing and Rachel McAdams have really believable chemistry here in this movie. I just, yes. there's something about them that's just very um, lovely to see yes. on screen. There is one single moment. They're in the apartment. They look at each other and smile. And it's this like fleeting. I don't even know if it was cut separately. Maybe it's like movie magic. But oh my God, it stopped me in my track. Say there was like something between them. It was like the yes. most belie- one of the most believable moments of like they could be real people in love <laughs> looking at each other. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It was like early on in the movie when they're still kind of trying to figure each other out. And like she's kind of warming up to him, which doesn't happen often in this movie, which Kate has thoughts about, but really good, really good stuff here. Also, their smiles are so nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. Listen, Channing Tatum and Rachel McAdams are just like romantic movie icons. Yeah. And in theory, like I, this all kind of ties into the same thing where like on paper, this is a good movie. Like this is like a Nicholas Sparks-esque, like, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of a tearjerker. You got the A-list, like romantic movie stars, like, you know, you got the drama of the amnesia plot, like him trying to win her back, like dating again. All of this works on paper, but it just, it has the bones of a good romantic yeah. movie. And mm-hmm. it just, there, it's, it just all, it just doesn't quite work. And I think the beginning is good. And I think the ending is good, but mm-hmm. in the middle, it's like, 
they just get very combative and we can get into this in the highlights. It's just like, it's a little bit, it's not that it's too dark, like in an emotional way, it's just not fun enough in the parts where it could be fun. And Mm -hmm. I guess my highlight is that I want Channing Tatum and Rachel McAdams to have another shot because they're both actually extremely funny. I don't know if anyone Mm -hmm. saw Rachel McAdams in game night, but she's hilarious in that movie. And we know Channing Tatum is funny, like 21 Jump Street, et cetera. Yeah, Uh, definitely. (laughs) And I just, I want them to have another shot where they can actually like be in a rom-com and like actually like do the comedy part. Because I think that's really what was missing was from this was like giving them a chance to be really likable and really fun. Mm -hmm. Whereas they're just like not, I don't know. He just didn't really get a chance to be like as good as we know that he is. And she also was like trying to save this very unlikable character to me. Um, So they just were kind of fighting their characterizations in this movie, I think. But I want them to have another shot. I think we need them back in a, in a rom-com together in the coming years. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. But this brings us to our lowlights. <laughs> yeah, we only had two highlights. That's tough. <laughs> there, we can get into a little bit more later. There were some yeah, scenes yeah, yeah. That, that worked. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Goodness. Listen, I don't think this movie is that bad. Like I said, I watched it, I think, mm-hmm. around when it came out. I didn't see it in theaters, but like it must have been sure. on some streaming site. I watched it and I was like, this sucks, actually. However, I went in with <laughs> very low expectations this time. And I really kind of enjoyed several parts of this movie. Okay. However... My first low light is that there is nothing more stressful to me than a scene in which you know a car crash is coming Mm -hmm. and they're just vibing in the car. They're singing along to the radio and you're like, oh my God, please fuck. Look at the road. Like I, you know, it's coming. And this actually is not their fault. Like they get, they're stopped and they get hit from behind, but like they're singing along to the radio. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like this is the whole plot of the movie. It's in the first five minutes. I was like, oh my God, please look at the road. It's snowing. Like you're going to skid. Yeah. It's well, just so stressful. I had never watched this movie and you can still fucking tell that yes. a big, something da- terrible yes. is going to happen. So it's always a big truck and it's like mm-hmm. always And they never and see it. They're looking at the no. person next to them. It happens all the time in movies oh. and it's just such yeah. a stressful like trope for me. I'm like, I just, I never want to see a car crash in a movie. Yeah. It just also, really stresses me this out. movie really like they showed her like flying out the window. She went through the windshield. I'm like, I didn't need to see that. Yeah, totally. Totally. Also, as someone who lives in a place where it's like there is uh, street cleaning, like uh, snow street cleaning like that Mm -hmm. all the time, those uh, people who drive those things know not to like do that. Like, it's just, that's not believable to me. Like, and they were clearly stopped. It's not like they just randomly stopped and they plowed into them. It was just like, Trust me, I see those people around all the time and they're very careful. So whatever. I, I'm yes, sorry. Protect that was really yeah, the snow plows. Yeah. So yes. true. Yeah. So yes. true. So. <laughs> What's another little light, Amelia? You know, going back to what Kate said about the bones of a romantic movie, that's 100%. I 100% agree. I think there's an interesting idea here, obviously, where it's like, I don't know who you are, but we're in love. Mm-hmm. But I think the execution or just fleshing this entire movie out might have been kind of a mistake which you know what there are a lot of movies like that so I it's that's fine but that's all I gotta Mm -hmm. say yeah Mm -hmm. they just don't give you like the fan service that you need you know (laughs) like Uh there's a reason shit like this you know is is such like you know in romantic books or whatever it's like Mm -hmm. oh I have amnesia and like you're my husband I don't know you you know like there are just like a lot of things that are fun that you can do with that or, or like on the opposite end, go like full Nicholas Sparks and just like make me cry. But yeah. like they didn't do either of those things. And there yeah. was just like a lot of like arguing. Yeah. There <laughs> uh, was a lot of arguing in this movie. Yes. It's just like a lot. It's a lot of arguing. Uh, and so my, one of my lowlights is like, listen, I know waking up with amnesia must be very hard. <laughs> right. Uh, 
But yeah, she's too shitty to him right off the bat. Like if you wake up and you don't know where you are, you look however many years older. This man is telling you that he's your husband. You clearly have a life with him. Like I would, would you not believe him? Okay. I I disagree with you. I would have been an absolute nightmare. I think about 51st dates all the time where at the end of the movie, Drew Barrymore wakes up, plays the tape and Adam Sands like, ha ha, we have three kids and live in Antarctica. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, no, I would have thrown myself off of that ship. Same with this movie. I would have run away so quick, never come back. Like I, she gave him many chances and he fumbles it a lot. It's true. He throws her a whole surprise party with a bunch of basically strangers to her now to be like, hey, we love you. Remember that time? And she's like, obviously, no. Very overwhelming. That was get, tough. That was tough. You know, so I think I would have been a whole lot worse. I would have probably just fled the country and never seen oh Channing Tatum again. So, wow. That's but, dark. I, you know, but anyway, um, but it wouldn't have happened to me. So we'll get into that later. What's your next low light, um, Amelia? Um, I thought the friends in this movie were just like really weird and honestly rude and tone deaf. Um, yeah. There was a part where... This one woman who thinks it's okay to joke with Leo, who is Channing's character, right after he finds out his wife has freaking lost her memory of him. And she's like, well, uh, thank God, you know, she's meeting you now because you were so ugly. <laughs> and it's like, you're still in the hospital. Why are you being a bitch to this poor man? Yeah. Like, really yeah. tough. <laughs> the friends are so tough. And actually part of it is like, he is partially behind the surprise party, but he's like, it was supposed to be a couple right. people and they end up bringing like a hundred people. What? They also, I'm like, what are you doing? She doesn't know what you. you You're strangers right. to her. That is, yeah, they right. suck. The, so rude of them. And and did you notice that one of the women at the surprise party was like, oh my God, Paige, were you working out at the hospital? You look yes. great. Oh my God. Oh, who says terrible. That? Who says, terrible who says that? Awful. Oh my God. Also, I don't know if this is nitpicking. I don't know if this is the same for you guys. I did not believe Channing Tatum's recording studio yes. career. Some sure. felt not natural. And I've seen no. him be a cop in 21. We've seen a lot of Channing Tatum do different careers. Recording studio, <laughs> not one of the believable ones. I totally agree. He, he gave her that picture the first 10 minutes. He gives her a picture of himself with a guitar. And I was yeah. like, I, that is never, that yeah. feels so wrong. I don't and know he, like, what it is. And he comes in and like, you know, he's been away from the, the booth or whatever for a while. The business is struggling. And he's like, that was our biggest account. You can't lose it. I'm like, nah, that didn't, that didn't. That feels me. wrong. Yeah. Me, you know? <laughs> Agreed. Um, Agreed. Uh, also, this gets me fired up. Rachel McAdams is not very likable, as Kate said, because, you know, she has to explore a lot, I guess, to like refine herself and bring herself back to Janie Tatum. But some of that involves her openly flirting with her ex-fiance, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from when, who she was with before she, like, basically, like, the last thing she remembers is she was with him in law school, had this whole other cookie-cutter life. She flirts with this man in front of Channing Tatum like multiple times. And in fact, later in the movie, kisses him. I, th- you know, I, yeah. I, I got so mad. That is yes. disrespectful. Also, is. I feel like, and maybe I've just like watched too many K-dramas, but like there's a way that they could have turned this into like an actual love triangle. Cause like, that's tough. Yeah. The last thing yes, you remember is yes. being with this other Agreed. man and you were in love with him and you were happy together. And then you yeah. wake up and something happened and you broke up. I'm like, cast somebody likable who's not Scott Speedman. Don't make him a dick <laughs> and make this like actually like, Viewers are rooting for one guy or they're rooting for the other guy. Yes. You know, like they're, you if you make him it. more likable, then yes. like I'm more invested. Whereas like now yeah. it's like he's just some like two note bad yeah. guy. You know, yeah. it's like 100%. And obviously we want to be rooting for Channing, but like just give me a little something there. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Truly tough. 
I agree. You're so right. All right, let's do what's aged the best and the worst, Amelia. <laughs> I would say worst, the hats in this movie. There's yes. a guy. Oh my God. At the, the beginning, Channing is wearing like a straw bowler hat, which is it's just like a fedora. <laughs> yeah, it's what? Awful. And then the guy who's um, performing oh. their wedding ceremony is wearing like a top hat. And it's just like, oh. And honestly, this leads into my next uh, aged. The Well, actually, this is best because as Kate noted, we are in a twee revival. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think those hats kind of count as twee. Um, yes. Getting married in a museum it was in this movie. That's twee. Illegally. Uh, yeah, illegally, illegally in a museum. They, the they just decided to, yeah. Right, where the cops chase them down and that's even, that that's Twee. Also Twee, yes. Um, <laughs> the box of cute little items with romantic poster notes. Twee. Yes. Yep. Indie pop soundtrack. Twee. Yes, this whole movie is big Twee vibes. I actually noticed this, went to that line, yeah. so you noted it, it was like, great, it's taken care of. She's got it. <laughs> big Twee vibes. Rachel yeah. McAdams. <laughs> outfits in her like yes. artsy life are <laughs> yes. something. Yeah. And also I agree. I think this was like the best part of this movie was like the fun little dates, you know, like when yeah. I think they should have done more of that of like, you don't uh-huh. remember me. Like we'll just start dating again. Like they do the skinny dipping, like in the river in the winter or whatever. It's like, right. Yeah, that that was, nice. was fun to me. Uh-huh. We needed more sadness and more happiness and less of like this awkward middle ground <laughs> where they're just yeah. arguing. Agreed. You know, agreed. agreed. Um, uh, next one. <laughs> yeah. This is this isn't funny because it's sad. Um, it's worst, a little funny. <laughs> yeah, is that this the couple that inspired the story, Kim and Cricket Carpenter, who apparently they ten weeks after their wedding on September eighteenth, nineteen ninety three, according to Wikipedia, they were involved in a serious car accident, and she lost uh, all of her memories of her romance with him, as well as their marriage. Um, and it turns out that these two are divorced now because, as it says. In the um, the background on Wikipedia, uh, he was still deeply in love with his wife, although she viewed him as a stranger. In 2018, however, he admitted to having an affair and they divorced. <laughs> yeah, he he had an affair with someone. I was like, what? Imagine having a once in a lifetime romantic experience and just the men, absolutely <laughs> insane. I, I'm so mad at this real life couple. But also I didn't realize in the movie, because again, it's the first time I've seen it and I'm sad to know that in real life this happened too. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to get it back. I thought it was going to be a nice little Hollywood ending. She like is in the snow and all of a sudden she's like, has that like Raven Simone, like kind of, <laughs> and then she like gets it all back. But no, yeah, she, no. and then in the movie, you assume that they like re-fall in love, but right. it makes me kind of sad. But yeah, it is sad. It is, yeah. sad, it is sad, but it's yeah. all right. I mean, okay. real life, not all right, but uh, <laughs> in the movie, they live happily ever after. That's yeah. true. Um, really quick, age the worst. What is Rachel McAdams doing lately? Game night was like her last, uh, it wasn't even a starring role. It was just like the last time anyone has really talked about her. Mm. She was in like Doctor Strange, but she's like the awkward, like oh. female love interest that gets like three lines and like, I don't, is not a superhero. You know, she was in that Eurovision um, That's true. Movie. She was in that. But even then, I'm like, what are we doing, Rachel? You used to be, yeah. Like a real leading lady. And now you're uh, singing Scandinavian songs with Will Ferrell. Like what, what happened? Mm. We're working backwards here. Uh, yeah. I just need, I need her to get back in there. I need her to, again, do a rom-com with Channing Tatum round mm-hmm. two. Like we yeah. can do better. Agreed. And lastly, things of age the best. This is a shout out to our Bridget Jones diary cringe mode. Women who keep journals, aka me and Bridget Jones. Um, <laughs> this would have never happened if I was in this situation. I would have been writing whole love stories about Channing Tatum in my journal. Would have woken up from said coma, <laughs> popped open that book and been like, okay, 
And this whole thing would never have happened. She Incredible. asks him <laughs> right as she wakes up. She's like, well, did I keep any journals? Which is a funny thing to ask. And he was like, I don't think so. So then she, therefore, that was going to be like the one piece of evidence that like hinged this mm. whole thing on. But mm. regardless, wouldn't happen to me. Wouldn't happen to Bridget Jones. Wow. Good for you. Um, okay. Quickly, Sorry to her, but I'm different. <laughs> All right, let's do MVPs real quick. Oh, my God. Uh, I'll take Rachel McAdams this time. It's an unlikable character. I'm sorry. I know that she's been through a lot, um, but the way that she handles things and argues and is very combative for, I'm not going to say no reason, but for not enough reason. Mm. Um, But any other actress, I think we would have been even more annoyed by this character, but Rachel McAdams is so cute and likable and sweet Mm -hmm. uh, that she somehow almost makes it work, at least more than anyone else would have. Agreed. Also, she didn't call, she like repursues her artsy life and doesn't call Channing for like six to eight months, which I felt was odd. So she made me mad. I'm going Channing as my MVP. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Who wrote these lightning round questions? This is amazing. And I don't want to. I <laughs> think Amelia them. wrote the first two. Uh, I wrote the second two. And then the last one is our classic January. All right. Go so, ahead. Amelia, you want to start? Oh, yeah. Best random cameo. Because I feel like there are a lot of random cameos. Mine was mm-hmm. personally Jessica Lang as the evil mom. Yes. Great. The evil parents. Uh, really good. Yeah. Shout really out good. Sam Neill, who was from yes. Peaky Blinders. They spent the whole movie trying to figure out where he came from. But that's my pick. <laughs> also, you know, like Jurassic Park. But Peaky Blinders also, yes. Uh, I love Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black. Any Orphan uh-huh. Black heads out there. Uh, she's really good, but she just does not have no- enough to do here. I thought she was going to be true. like a romantic rival, but Agreed. she's just right. like his coworker. Uh, so <laughs> not much, studio. not much for her to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather be married to Channing Tatum and know nothing about him or be bliss- blissfully <laughs> ready to jump back into a relationship with Scott Speedman? <sighs> Listen, obviously we're biased. We are not currently celebrating Scottuary. Uh, and why would so- we? Nice exactly. one. This is a tough question uh, for Scott Speedman. Uh, but Channing is like a great hang in this movie. He's like pretty chill with his super annoying wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. He <laughs> really. does his best. He doesn't even tell her about her dad's affair, which is like iffy, but also like he's trying to respect her relationship with them. Sure. Trying to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, yeah, it just it would have been very easy to try to manipulate her. And he does not do that. Um, yeah. So he's as non-threatening as a random man in your house can be. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Channing on the spot. I know. I'm disappointed in myself for even suggesting one of us would choose Scott <laughs> yeah. slash Jeremy. I mean, yeah. honestly, and I brought this up to the group. I was like, doesn't he look kind of like Chris Evans in Captain America, but like bizarro Captain America? Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the face is a little too long. The teeth I'm are getting, a little yeah. too toothy. You know? I'm getting yeah. Captain America and Matthew Morrison vibes. Like oh, combo. God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's an unholy <laughs> combo. See, we'll Google him again and you'll see it. You're right. Wow. That's Ew. tough. Um, okay. In this movie, uh, Channing trying to get her to sort of date him again, makes this metaphor about, you know, being excited to, you know, reread your favorite book for the first time. You know, if you have amnesia, you forget about your favorite things. You get to experience them anew. So inspired by that metaphor, if you woke up from a coma and had amnesia, what piece of media would you be most excited to consume anew if you forgot having ever seen it or read it or heard it or experienced Mm, it? Such a sweet question, Kate. That's a good question. Thoughts? (laughs) I would say the advent of reality TV, specifically when I discovered MTV and VH1 in like middle slash high school. Yeah, that would be wild. Along those lines, I also was like, I would love to just like discover K-pop anew because it was just like this little world that was like so fun and had so much depth and like really just obviously has entertained me for many years. However, just one if I was going to pick just one piece of media, I think 
watching Moulin Rouge again for the first time would just like blow my little mind. Uh, yeah. It's just so weird and fun. And it's yeah. one of my favorites. I read a book in high school called Peony and Love that I cried about four weeks. And I think if I could go back and reread that, I think I would probably still cry for weeks, but mm. I feel like it'd be fun to like read as an adult mm. now. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are a lot of books that I thought about as well, where it, it would yeah. be fun to, you know, which is why he made that specific metaphor. Um, another similar question. So Rachel McAdams, the last thing she can remember is being sort of in law school and being engaged mm-hmm. to this guy and she she just like in mentally she is still in college. Uh so and she just kind of reverts to that, respects <laughs> to that and forgets her life after that. So, what would your new job or life look like if you got amnesia and mentally went back to whatever you were doing midway through college? She goes back to law school despite having switched and gone to art school and being an artist. Uh what would you be doing if right now you mentally you went back to whatever you wanted to do midway through college? Oh, well, I thought <laughs> meant like what you were literally doing so I put down working at Bath and Body Works <laughs> that works too okay I'll if you woke that. up from a coma and you had the same job and I'm uh, like all right gotta get to work gotta get to the Mall of America great cool. you would get me okay. that like three that three wick candle discount exactly uh, you know I love I it mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be I would be like a television reporter in Indiana like out next to the gas station like that's such a sweet thought wow. I almost wish today. you actually pursued that instead although it <laughs> means I would never have met you that would be me. Uh, um, Liz, what would you be doing? God, I'd be a, like a, like an actress trying to be like in the theater, like one of I those people. But I can't sing. So it'd be one of those like you're in plays. So nice. I, I, I I wouldn't do that now. But yeah. Waking up just like quoting Shakespeare. Incredible. <laughs> I was kind of like, like the I, switch. I the opposite of this movie. You yeah, would instead it, you would be like, oh, my God, I'm corporate now. <laughs> yeah. I'm a free spirit. I'm totally. an I actually think you're right. <laughs> anyway. OK, Incredible. last one. Last question. Um, where does the vow rank in the filmography of Channing Tatum, Amelia? Um, it's pretty forgettable to me. Sorry. Agreed. I was trying to like actually rank it on his IMDb page, which is tricky. It's worse than Dear John. But in my opinion, I know Liz. Definitely. Liz, I don't think it's that much worse than Dear John. It's similar energy. (laughs) I think Dear John may be one of my favorite movies. I know Liz really loves Dear John. And I love that for you. Um, I it's it's better than like his G.I. Joe movies. If I had oh, to like actually, actually one of G.I. Joe's was good. But yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm not I've, I've definitely seen the first one. Um, maybe it's Joe? better than his second G.I. Joe movie. Then. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I was trying to like actually place it between two things. And that was as close as I could get um, from the ones that I had seen. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Shall we do unanswerable questions quickly before we wrap? Let's do yes. it. Yes. OK. Mine's really quick. Tea time's unanswerable questions. Guys, what is Wordle? Do you play it? Is it an iPhone game? Is it something on Twitter? Is it a Twitter game? Legit, what no one has said what it is online. Is it <laughs> I'm a game? I'm afraid to look it up. I'm like actually afraid. Wait, I don't you, play it. You, oh, I've played it. It's just like it's a word puzzle game. It's on a British website. You just if you Google Wordle, it's yeah. on there. And it what it is is like it's a I think it's a five letter word and you try to get so you put in like the first letter so you could put in like spark and if any of the letters are in the correct position that they're in it'll uh-huh. uh, leave it like a green space and then if any of the letters uh. are in the word but not in the correct position it'll be like a yellow the, the oh. letter will light up as like yellow and so then you get five tries to um, guess the word correctly so 
Oh, so then people are tweeting all these squares, and I'm like, I don't know what those are. Right, right. that's I'm what afraid the to find are. out. Wait, can we go back to Candy Crush? I am constantly <laughs> losing lives, and I only have invited Candy all Crush. the people that I know who play it. So if we could all yeah. go back to that and have a re- renaissance of Candy Crush, that would be great. Yeah, that would I, be nice. I, I've never been a big uh, iPhone game person, but maybe oh. I should now. Maybe that should be my next thing. You <laughs> I would love if Why you just not? randomly got it. Just get really into Candy, Candy Crush. Crush. Yeah. I still play yeah, well. Heyday. Okay, what? Sorry. What's nice. that? <laughs> it's like a, a role-playing farm game. <laughs> it's really loves, fun. I'm going to ask you about that, that shit. Yeah. I do love it. Incredible. Oh it's embarrassing. Okay. okay, I'll ask you about that later. What's, uh, Kate, what's your question? Okay, my unanswerable question. Uh, I switched it this morning. <laughs> Inspired like by Sean Fennessy's tweet. Uh, so CNN Plus tweeted at Sarah Sidner, CNN is jumping into the anchor chair with her oh. new CNN Plus show, The Big Picture, streaming this spring. Sean Fennessy, uh, host of the Ringers podcast, The Big Picture, tweeted and said, get my lawyer on the phone, which he should. Uh, and however, <laughs> this reminded me of earlier this year when Tea Time went through a similar journey because Dakota Johnson started Tea Time Pictures. Actually, I think it was last year. I don't remember when it was. Uh, but she started Tea Time Pictures and we were like, oh no, she's going to ruin our SEO. Uh, she's <laughs> stealing this from us. And... Uh, my unanswerable question is, did we end up beating Dakota Johnson's Tea Time brand? Google and Twitter say yes. Instagram says no. So I Googled. I went into an incognito Safari window so that it couldn't Sorry. use any cookies to tell me which one was better. And I Googled Tea Time. And I was like, who will come up first? Now, tough SEO for both of us because it's pages of boba shops. Like it's just, it's pages <laughs> of tea. It's definitions yeah. of Tea Time. It's afternoon tea. It's like, however, we're on page three and Dakota Johnson, Dakota Johnson is on page four of tea time results on Google. Tea time. The ringer comes up before tea time pictures. So Google, we win point tea time ringer, uh, on Twitter, Dakota's, uh, tea time pictures account has 969 followers is unverified and has only ever tweeted once. Oh, (laughs) so point ringer tea time. (laughs) Two zero. Yeah, hell yeah, suck Amelia. It. <laughs> suck it, Dakota Johnson. However, tough, tough Instagram comparisons. Although I, our feed is much better. Uh, <laughs> Tea Time Pictures clearly has devoted their time to Instagram. They have thirty five thousand yeah. followers, which obviously is more than us. However, <laughs> content super I'm boring. Sorry, just incredibly boring. Mm. It's just pictures of movies uh, and lists of things that Tea Time Pictures recommends. Things like. Tea Times, Warm and Fuzzy Top 10, which I'm like, that's boring. Uh, it's just like the Great British Baking Show, Up, When Harry Met Sally. Just like things to watch if you want to feel warm and fuzzy. I'm like, we hmm. can do much better we than get that. get it, yeah. So, Wait, so th- isn't this an entertainment? This is like an entertainment production company. They're not yes. promoting their own stuff because they don't have anything or what's going on? Here? Unclear. It's unclear. They must have Yikes. something. It's hard to tell what, which is also like, you know, if you can't find very easily what they're doing. Their website is also defunct. It just links to their Instagram account. So if you ask me, I mean, it's unanswerable because uh, we're very biased and there's no real metric of measurement here, (laughs) but I think we won. So Sean (laughs) Fennessy, do not fear when someone comes for your brand. Uh, Just stick to what you do best and it'll work out, buddy. Agreed. That's my advice for Sean Fennessy. No, that's good advice. I'm sure you appreciate that. Hang in there, Sean. Hang in there. Oh my God. Oh Lord. Um, okay. Last one, Amelia. 
Yes. So it was announced that the Oscars, as in, you know, the Academy Awards, uh, they are going to finally have a host after, uh, I don't know, a few years not having a host. So that's exciting. And actually, the Oscars tweeted out something. Hypothetically, if we asked you who would you want to host the Oscars, and this is strictly hypothetical, who would it (laughs) hypothetically be? So... Get they don't know who's there, but host okay. This. Yeah, um, and you know, I who is it going to be? I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts or suggestions for the so Oscars? This is tough because it reminds me of like SNL, where it's like no one wants to do it yeah, uh, anymore. True. I don't know if you guys saw, but like Ariana DeBose from West Side Story and Hamilton, who like yes. is great and extremely talented, but like she's hosting SNL sometime soon. Yeah, I'm like, like that who has are to be you? one of the least famous people I've ever seen host SNL. And no shade to her, but like I'm very dialed in, and like we're very dialed in, like as yeah, celebrity totally. enthusiasts. Like she's objectively not famous yet. Yet she's 100%. very talented, but yeah. like yeah, to yeah. me, I'm like they're scraping the bottom of the barrel for SNL, and it's like the Oscars. It's just like a, it feels like a no win. It's a lot of work, yeah. and it's hard to be good at it. It uh, is. It's true. And it's just tough. So who would I like to host the Oscars? I stole this from Twitter because as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is my answer. It's the only person that I think we, not the only person, but the best person for the job, Tom Hanks. Listen, put him up there. He's great. He's likable. Uh, He can just banter with his celebrity friends. He's as unproblematic as a celebrity man could probably be. Knock on wood, God. Except for his son. Listen, we all have one. It's fine. (laughs) Like we all, there's a black sheep in every family. Uh, And... Yeah, I just think I just think he would do a good job, and he's just hard to rag on. You know, would you would you like it if like Chet did like a I don't know a interpretive <laughs> dance or a bit, sure. a song for make us it all? a family thing. Rita can continue to tweet about oh. how late her makeup artist is. Oh yeah, uh, and promote her country music. Yes, yeah, totally. do like a music, make it a whole Hank's family affair. That would be hilarious <laughs> and very chaotic. So have uh, they chosen someone or are they? No. Act- no. They literally were like, like, the Oscars will have a host this year. That was I one, think- that was like the press release. And then the Oscars tweeted and were like, who do you want it to be? And oh. I think they're being totally serious. With yeah, them. I don't they're think they have like, someone yet. Oh. oh, wow. Yeah. And I guess Andrew Garfield said Tom Holland. But honestly, I'd rather see Andrew Garfield than Tom Holland. Agreed. Tom Agreed. Holland. I mean, he's, he's cute, but he doesn't have like a, a that kind of personality. No. Right. Also, he's and, I'm sorry, he's getting Having a little act, That's going to be like an Anne Hathaway, James Franco again, where it's Ugh, like, it's not, they do that. not have that skill set, you know? That is yeah. the last Oscars failure. I remember. I honestly, <laughs> oh, all the rest of them to have remember. Liz. I, what? Was that, that was that a was long a, time ago. That was, but guess what? Though That was a memorable performance out of the two of them. Okay. I feel like all sure. other Oscars, it's just like. That is eh. generous. That's generous. Okay. Who do you want to host, Liz? Me? I world. have no idea. Every time a question like that, I mean, every, it's all going to be the same as long, mm-hmm. as long as it's not honestly like Ellen DeGeneres or some like comedy. <laughs> that you would know? be a real choice. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Kelly Clarkson and Drew Barrymore should do oh, it because oh they're my the most God. entertaining. That's cute. <laughs> yes. Kelly Clarkson yeah. kind of has no business there, but she should oh, do it. Whatever. I would love it. Sing a song. I love it. I yeah, thought I'm maybe like her. Martin Short. He's had a pretty good year with uh, sure. Only yeah. Murders in the Building. He's a funny guy. Like a, like an OG you know, yeah. like like someone yeah. who who isn't like Tom Holland is the opposite of Martin Short, where it's like he's right. in the conversation right now, but we're gonna look back and be like, why was he there? Right. Yeah. Mar- whereas right. Martin Short is like you know Billy Crystal esque, where it's like they can always just do it. Yeah. You know, they can always do it. They're yeah. always around. Right. Yeah. Right. 
That's fair. I don't know. Drew Barrymore seems like a good idea. Her show. If she brings yeah, anything like to the stage that she brings for a show, it'll be more memorable. And she's from like, you know, a storied Hollywood family. Exactly. She's, she's been there. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, That'd be great. I'm That's in on that. That's a good suggestion. All right, we'll see. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Pete Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.